You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Hey, I'm Molly Stewart, Twisties Treat of the Year, and you're listening to Holly Randall Unfiltered, sponsored by Twisties. Twisties is a leading glamour porn site for exclusively lesbian and girl-girl content. Since starting my journey with Twisties, I have shot some incredible scenes with some of the best girls, making some truly amazing fantasies come to life. For 18 years, they have featured the biggest names in the industry, recently rebranding to exclusively female content. Twisties stays focused on raising the bar of what modern porn looks like, while highlighting the up-and-coming talent of our generation. Their Treats of the Month and now Treat of the Year give viewers a taste of what their favorite girls are like under the wrapper. My journey since being their Treat of the Month in January of 2018 has been incredible, and I can't wait to see what they have in store for the future. To unwrap the hottest treats and mouthwatering scenes, visit twisties.com and find them on Twitter at twisties and Instagram at twisties treats. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. Before we start, I want to give a quick shout out to my sponsors, Adam and Eve. If you go to adameve.com and use code Holly, you get 10 free gifts plus free shipping with your purchase. Adam Eve is the biggest online adult store. They have lingerie, they have toys, they have movies, they have everything sexy. So go to adameve.com and use code Holly for your 10 free gifts plus free shipping. All right. My guest today has an incredibly interesting background. She served in the U.S. military for five years, where she climbed the ranks to become an army sergeant. Now she is a rising star in porn, including getting an AVN nomination for Best New Starlet. Let's welcome Kaylee Gunner. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And it's such a pleasure to have you. I'm so Thanks. excited that we could finally like get to sit down. You were definitely a rising star. I see you all over the place. Oh, thank you. I'm having fun. <laughs> you know, one thing I did see is that, um, and I, this is quite the recommendation. I saw you work with Nikki Benz and she was talking about like, you're going to be the next big thing. And I was oh, like, I love wow. That. Cause Nikki doesn't give out compliments, yeah. you know, like easily. Oh, that means so much. Oh, so. I know. she's like my idol. Like if I could have an idol in the porn industry, it's her. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. I had to reach out to her. Like. Okay. So what is it about Nikki that like, you find so inspiring? I don't, she's just a hustler. Mm -hmm. She is very business minded. A lot of people 
probably don't see that. They just see her through porn. But mm-hmm. I just like the way she thinks as a person. Mm-hmm. So I, I love to reach out to people who are like the OG goaded kind of girls because mm-hmm. I want to learn from them, you know. But yeah, she's a special person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's, she's, she's hot. Yeah, yeah, she is. And she looks great. Yeah. Yeah. She's been in the industry for a while, but she looks exactly the same. Oh, for sure. I know. I'm like, you froze. (laughs) What are you eating? (laughs) Tell me. She's a lot of fun. We hosted um, a DP star for Digital Playground for a season. Oh, cool. And um, that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. She's a star. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I have to say, though, too, I... I was impressed. I could tell. It's so funny. It's like the little things that you can tell when somebody comes into the industry and they're very much about like this really being a career and they're serious about their path. Yeah. Because when I asked you for information for this podcast, I cannot tell you how many times girls give me nothing Oh. or they send me like um, just unusable information or unusable photos. So I asked you, you sent me like links to interviews. You had a Dropbox link with headshots (laughs) and every single one of them was usable. I was like, oh my God, this girl is amazing. (laughs) I was very excited about that. Yes. So just like little things like that, when you can see like somebody's like, okay, this, these are the things that I do to, you know, get my name out there and promote myself. Exactly. That's so important. Um, I I think more people should do that. Like reach out to podcasts or reach out to anyone, people who aren't in the porn industry, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just good to get your name out there. Yeah. And it's fun. Like, like we talked about this before we came on, just getting to know each other off of a set. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. PR is important. And I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't see that and yeah it'll separate your brand from yeah. everyone else for sure and I always tell people I'm like get yourself like a PR kit like just yeah. get yourself a little bio links to whatever interviews you've done like just put it in like a doc yeah then like photo safe for work photos maybe some not safe for work photos depending on what you're doing yeah put it on like a little drop box and then like when people ask you for your PR kit just send it it's really not hard to do yeah and update your headshots because some people will use a headshot from like 12 years ago yes yes that is <laughs> so, absolutely true yeah Anyway, look at me giving business advice. This is Nikki Benz. This is her. <laughs> Shout Nikki, out. You're channeling Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you grew up in Hawaii yeah. um, with military parents. Tell us what that was like. Oh, well, my parents, um, they were very active in the military, so they were rarely home. And being in Hawaii, it's easy to just skip school and go to the beach. Mm. <laughs> so I grew up just on the beach like every day and surfing and yeah it was fun it I was very spoiled like the beaches in California don't compare yeah no they really don't (laughs) so yeah I haven't surfed here yet um I'm just not ready to wear (laughs) wetsuit but Hawaii was amazing I was definitely spoiled but at the time you're very like you don't appreciate it I feel like because you just feel stuck on an island Mm -hmm. but now that I'm gone I would love to just go back and retire there Yeah. yeah when did you leave Hawaii um so I joined the military. When did I when did I leave? It feels like this last few years in the industry has just like been my entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um I joined the military. Okay, my parents got divorced, so I left. I graduated high school early. Um joined the military out of Florida and I got stationed back in Hawaii right away. So I ended up Was that leaving. just a coincidence? Or did you kind of, like, request that? No, I was supposed to go to Korea. Um, My dad, he was highly ranked, so he kind of finessed me. He knew the general, and he got me to come back to Hawaii to him. Okay. (laughs) Kind of was mad at him for that, but it was a great duty station, so. Yeah. I did four years there, and then I ended up stationed in Monterey my last year. 
Okay. But yeah, I was in Hawaii for like a big chunk of my life. Okay. Yeah. So tell us what being in the military is like. Oh my gosh. Like what did you do specifically? It's so crazy because it really depends what your job is and what unit you're with. Like mm-hmm. I was with the combat unit. So I was training every day in the rain. Um, my main job was human resources. So I thought it's going to be easy. I'll just be in an office. I can go to college part time. That was my big goal. Like I skipped school so much. I had to go join the military to go to college. Mm. And my parents both did it. So I thought, you know, if they could do it, I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it turns out when you go to a combat unit, you're actually in the field all the time, no matter what your job is. So they handed me a machine gun <laughs> and I had, yeah, I was in the field in the rain for like four years. <laughs> oh my God. It was a lot. It was a lot on my body. Um, but it's crazy. Like the military is more mentally challenging than it is physically. I think like if you can control your mindset, like you can exceed the standards. So, so how do you mean? Like as far as the physical fitness tests, um, I would just push myself. I wasn't as fit as everyone else, but mentally I would just push myself and I exceeded the physical training standards. I was like out pushing the guys, but that's probably why they gave me the machine gun because I could lift heavy things. <laughs> so I kind of screwed myself. I was stuck carrying the big gun everywhere. <laughs> Is that why yeah. your last name's Gunner? Yeah. Okay. Because I was a machine gunner. <laughs> that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah. So, so when you say like mentally challenging, you mean kind of you like mind People, over body. Yeah. And especially with, with drill sergeants, like mm-hmm. they, they want to press your buttons to see how you react under pressure. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge thing in the military. So yeah, just like learning it's a game and you have to play the game. It's kind of like the adult industry. Mm. <laughs> it's all a game and you just have to, you know, yeah. be professional and do your job and be nice to people and you'll be okay. Do you feel like that really set you up for your work in adult now? Oh, for sure. Especially just the discipline that I learned in the military because mm-hmm. going from the girl who would skip school every day to exceeding standards and just mm-hmm. being on time. And I had soldiers I was responsible for. It made me more aware of people and how to treat other people. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to explain. If you go through it, I feel like you understand. Yeah. And it's hard to explain to people who weren't in the military. Right. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it hard being a woman in the military? Oh, yes, it was. That's, I, was the only female in my barracks. So it was all men. How many people are in your barracks? Oh my gosh. It was probably like 300 people. What? Or more. You were one woman out of 300 guys? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was living in, it's like dormitories basically, right? So like people were stealing my panties out of the laundry. Like I was getting harassed a lot, not physically, but just like verbally and yeah, <laughs> it was rough. I mean, because you're but I'm hot pretty, like, too. I'm pretty so it's not like, naive. I'm pretty strong-minded, yeah. so I don't take shit from people. But um, after a year of that, I was like, I have to get married. I have to get out of these barracks and get off post. Because if you get married, um, the military covers your housing for somewhere away from the post. So, yeah. <laughs> this is so interesting. I don't know anything about the military. Yeah. Okay. So you were being like sexually harassed by all of these men. For sure. And you decided to get married to get out of that. Exactly. So tell me about like, who did you marry? Um. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Okay. So I was dating someone and they weren't really like wanted, they didn't really want to date me back. So I married his best friend. 
<laughs> so I was friends with his best friend and I was like, well, this guy is not going to work. Yeah. So I need to move on to the next. And me and his best friend got along really well. We dated for a week. It went well. And I said, you know what? Instead of boyfriend and girlfriend, we should just be husband and wife. It's like the same thing. So <laughs> oh, yeah. It's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. So we went to a Starbucks and met a guy there to marry us. And you got married it. in a Starbucks? Yeah. In oh, like my God. five minutes. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. So that marriage didn't work out. But I mean, really? it was really set, not That's set up. That's so strange. <laughs> it was not set up for success. But I'm glad I did it. I ended up like. Moving off post, I had dogs. Like, mm-hmm. I was having such a good life, like, away from all the mm-hmm. craziness. So, yeah. Yeah. How I, long were you married for? Um, Like, two years. Okay. Yeah. And then I uh, got divorced, went our separate ways very peacefully, and mm-hmm. I was stationed in Monterey for my last year. And things Single. were better there? Oh, yeah. It's okay. a, um, a language institute, so it wasn't more, like, combat guys. Like, right. Right. <laughs> horny guys all the time. It was more of, like, a school Okay. Yeah. So I was cadre. I was like, um, I worked at the school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. My God. How old were you when all this went down? Um, I got married at 19 and then, yeah, I got out of the army like three years ago, two or three years ago, I think. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, before you left the service, you managed to get your boob job paid for by the military. Oh yeah. Oh my God. How did God you do bless that? America. Okay. Um, <laughs> <sighs> I love the military. Um, oh, how did I do that? Oh my gosh. Okay. I was in Monterey and not a lot of people go get plastic surgery there because it's a, la- a language institute. So mm-hmm. it's mostly students, mm-hmm. but my surgeon, I told him about my situation with my, my husband that we got divorced and he would kind of like joke about my boobs a lot. Mm -hmm. So if you have any sort of um, mental problem with your body or like body dysmorphia, they'll give you a free cosmetic surgery because they want their soldiers to be confident. Yeah. (laughs) I've had soldiers get their vagina snipped. Like, yeah. So I went to the surgeon and um, he doesn't do that kind of plastic surgery. So he sent me to the Air Force. The Air Force does amazing boobs. Like, (laughs) I salute the Air Force. So, yeah, he was like, no one really gets surgery here because they're all students. I would love for you to be my my guinea pig and send you up there and see how it turns out. So it was a free boob job. Wow. Yeah. So I went up. The Air Force did it. And then. Wait. So I like really want to get like lipo on my midsection after the baby because I just can't lose the weight. So should I just join the military? Yeah. The military wives get lots of surgery. Really? Yeah, I don't know if there's a cap on their surgery. Like for us, it's usually one cosmetic surgery, uh-huh. but I think they can just do it. Wait, much so as the wives want. get as much as they want? I think so, yeah. How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's kind of because then, like, rude. then, like, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, like, maybe. if your wife's happy and feels like she, then it's you're happy. And probably. Then... That makes sense. That's. <laughs> but yeah, so read your regulations if you're in the military because you never know what's in the the fine line, like what you could get out of the army. Like you, the army uses you, so you need to use it back a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, you know, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Wow. That is, that is, I learned something new today. Yeah. Um, so how did you make the transition to porn? Um, oh, good question. Well, I started camming 
and I actually started, I'm going to say this on here because I can say it now, okay. but I actually started camming while I was in the military, which is not allowed, but right. I did it my last year because I wasn't making any money. I could barely afford the But work. also like they paid for your boobs, like, sh- like shouldn't yeah. you... Like, you pay for my boobs. Why can't I show them to everybody? Yeah, the exactly. The great job that you – They did amazing. <laughs> for me. Yeah. That's so funny because when I was getting my boobs done, the doctor said, um, I don't want to give you porn star boobs. Like, you don't need huge boobs. And the irony, I'm a porn star now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should have came through with the bigger boobs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I started camming for a little bit. Um, I met some girls who were cam girls. I was like, you're making what I make in a year in, like, a month. Like, mm-hmm. I need to do what you're doing. So when I saw I was getting really comfortable with that, I could get out of the army and survive in Mm -hmm. California, like making a good paycheck, you know? Mm -hmm. So I got out. um, I started going to college. COVID hit. Um, I couldn't get a job anywhere. I was getting lonely on cam um, because, you know, it's just from your bedroom. You don't really meet anyone. So uh, my fans were the ones who were like, you're really good at performing. Like, you should do this professionally. And they sent me a bunch of um, agencies that were on the AVN website. So they helped me get into porn. Wow. So I like owe my career to my fans. Oh my God, that's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. So I still cam all the time and they're like, you've come so far. Like, oh my it's God. really sweet. Oh, they like carried you through your career. They're my best friends. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like, I think a lot of people who don't really know a lot about the adult industry and yeah. specifically about camming are surprised to hear that performers can have like a good relationship you know, with, with their fans, fans yeah. that isn't just like this kind they of teach me so monetary exchange. I mean, obviously yeah. there's a monetary exchange, but there is like, there can be like a real connection and, and authentic friendship there. There is. Yeah. Like even if I'm going through something, they'll give me advice and help me get through it. Like, and I'm there for them too. So it's like transactional in a way, like we're yeah. both there for each other. Yeah. But it's like real friendship, especially when you meet them at Avian or mm-hmm. the Expos Expos. It's just fun. Yeah. You know? To actually like, see them in They're person. They're good people. And- yeah. 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 The, the idea that like every guy on cam is like some creepy perverted. I mean, often I find. There are those like rude people. Of course. You know, but that's everywhere, right? That's everywhere. Yes. I I find though that honestly you have much nicer fans um, or much nicer people on your camming sites on OnlyFans than you do on social media. Cause when people start paying for your content, they're not there to like be to shit on you exactly. but like on instagram like they're mm-hmm. there youtube yeah they're there to shit on you exactly. it's, like, free, so it's free so i can say like whatever i want to you <laughs> behind the pseudonym yeah. you have no idea who i am and i can say exactly. horrible things to you and make you feel bad about yourself but the ones who are actually like willing to pay for your time yeah and are the camp fans nice. are honestly the camp fans are the most loyal fan base because mm-hmm. they're getting to know you as a person versus mm-hmm. just watching you on a porn site. Yeah. So I'm just so thankful for them. <laughs> my career, yeah. I think that's really what set me apart in my career versus other new girls coming in was okay. that I have that like loyal fan base. Right. Yeah. So what do you do when, like when, are you still camming? Yeah, I do. Okay. So how long are you generally on cam and like what does that time normally consist of? I usually go on for two hours a mm-hmm. night. If I don't have a scene, I might as well, yeah. you know. So I'll go on for two hours and then sometimes I do an OnlyFans live. So Yeah. 
And then do you guys like generally talk? And then there's like, surprisingly, I have a lot of friends who want to do sex work, but they don't actually want to do the sex part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, okay, guys, you want to put your foot like halfway in. I get it. But cam is great because you can literally just talk to people and people just want to be heard and have a friend. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you can get it topless, but you don't really have to fuck yourself on camera, do anything Mm -hmm. crazy like that. So, yeah. 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 I have found that, um, There's just, I think there's a lot of people, and I think this is so apparent, like, with COVID Mm -hmm. and then, like, the explosion of OnlyFans. There's just a lot of people out there who are just longing for, like, human connection with someone who's not going to judge them. Exactly. Because I think also, too, a lot, I mean, from my experience from a lot of, um, you know, my fans that I've talked to, that they don't all, like, some of them don't necessarily, like, have great success with women. Yeah. And have a hard time connecting with women. They have like some kind of social anxiety issue or they might even be like disabled or something. And so they like they have a hard time like dating women in real life. And so it's way easier online. It's easier online. I'm personally hotter online. So So I love, you know, I love the Internet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So what kind of porn did you watch before you were in the industry? Um, MILFs. MILFs. Yeah. Okay. I love like lesbian MILF. I don't know. Something about a woman who knows what she's doing turns mm-hmm. me on. Any particular so. performers? Um, no. I loved anything with a Bella Danger though. I was, I used Who's to Who's not a, a MILF. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. She would play a stepdaughter usually. Yeah. Um, but I used to be a big squirter. Like now it's harder for me on camera. I get like squirt shy. Really? <laughs> I get shy. So, but when I'm in my personal life, I ruin mattresses. Like it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I think I just need like that connection with someone like in a relationship or something Uh because I'm ruining mattresses left and right. But (laughs) I used to love to squirt. So I would watch her stuff because she could like squirt, you know, fountains. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It was so hot. (laughs) What was, um, so when you, I guess let's, you know what, let's take a commercial break and then let's come back and let's talk about your first porn scene and what it was like, like actually starting to do like boy on girl, girl, girl sex work. So hang tight guys. We will be right back. We all know Adam and Eve is the one-stop shop for everything sexy. And now with my code Holly, you can get any one item for 50% off plus 10 free gifts. And you'll even get free shipping. So spice up your sex life at adamandeve.com, but only if you use code Holly. All right, guys, we are back. So, Kaylee, tell us about your very first sex scene. I'll, like, walk us through it. Who was it with? What was it like? Okay. Um, it was actually my favorite scene I've ever done. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did it for – oh, my gosh, I'm having, like, a, a blank right now for the company name. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those companies where it's a new girl, like, a college girl or something, mm-hmm. like – you have never performed before, mm-hmm. but, um, the agency I wanted to go with wouldn't take me until I did my first practice scene. Hmm. So yeah. Cause I was in the military. I didn't really have anything to show for as far right. as sex work. So okay. they flew me out. I went to Arizona and shot my first scene ever, but it was amazing because I didn't have any expectations. Mm-hmm. I didn't know like how to perform or like, I didn't have any pressure. I just could go and enjoy it. So mm-hmm. I went, I had an amazing time and it went like viral. <laughs> really? Yeah. So the agency ended up taking me and that's really how I got into the industry too. 
but who uh, did you work with? Do you remember? Yeah, he's currently not here anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was a boy girl scene. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for um, exploded college girls. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. It was fun. Gotcha. <laughs> and then that went viral, mm-hmm. and so you you said you went in with no expectations. Yeah, I just went and I didn't even know there they had cameras in the car like and everything they they told me when I landed so I had like consent and stuff right right right. but I just really had fun like so it was the scene in a car yeah so it starts in the car and then they take you to a hotel okay and then you have sex there for a long time okay <laughs> it's a really long scene and then yeah that's basically it but it was it a long car. scene because they told you they needed a lot of time or just because you guys they got just so lost film the whole and... experience of me okay. for the first time getting into a car with people i don't know like shooting my first porno it was kind of hot my fans love it okay yeah. so they really do it's almost like a reality scene exactly. like it's not a fake setup it's like Hi, I'm Kaylee Gunner. This is my very first scene. I just got off the plane. I'm on my way to the hotel to shoot this. Like, I don't know what to expect, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Exactly. Cool. It was fun. Yeah. I got to just be myself. So yeah. There was no like pressure. Right. <laughs> what um and then after that you just started yeah, shooting. After that, I just I immediately the agency called me when the scene released and they were like, when can you come to LA? And because I was still in the Bay Area at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, when can you come to L.A. and do your agency photos? And I went out there. And, yeah, that's when it all started rolling for me. Right. Yeah. But I feel like recently people are really starting to hear my name more. Mm-hmm. It took me some time. I had to, like, learn my brand and what I wanted to look like, what I wanted to perform like. It just took a year or two, you know. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting that you put all that much thought into it because not everybody does that. Yeah. You have, to, you have to see what works for you and your fan base, like what they yeah. react well to, you know. Right. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite performers that you've worked with? Oh, my gosh. Kenzie Ann. She's one of my faves. Okay. Um, Savannah Bond. I love um, Nikki Benz. Mm-hmm. I just like people who, I don't know, they treat it not just like it's a paycheck. Mm-hmm. They actually come and we have great chemistry it turns into a good scene. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's just treats it like it's a profession, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about guys? Oh my gosh. There's so many good ones. I like, um, Quentin James cause mm-hmm. he's so hot. He really is. Yeah. And his wife, I love looking. his wife so much. Yeah. Quentin James is amazing. Who else? Oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, Isaiah Maxwell. Mm-hmm. He always hits a nerve in me mm-hmm. and my foot like curls. Really? <laughs> I mean, his dick is so huge. <laughs> Those are my like top two right now. I'm starting to work with more um, OGs. Like I worked with Mike Adriano. Um, yeah. Anyone who knows what they're doing. Kieran Lee. I love Kieran. Mm-hmm. He's good. Anyone who really just knows what they're doing. And I like guys who take control of mm-hmm. the scene. Kieran's great. Just don't yeah. ever leave your phone unattended on set with oh, him. Oh, he'll take selfies. No, it's not just that. Oh. He'll go on Twitter and say that you shit yourself. Oh, my god. He'll go on your account. He'll, he's, I, he, I haven't seen him do it in a while, but, like, he's notorious for that. So he'll take your phone. If you leave it unattended, he'll go into your Twitter and he'll write, oh, my God, I just shit myself. You know what? I'm going to do that to him next time I'm on set. You should because that would be – and it's so funny because now it's at the point where, like – if anyone who's been in the industry for a while and who knows Kieran sees, like, someone like a Bella Danger, like, wrote, oh, my God, we shit ourselves. Like, yeah. I just shit myself. We're like, that was Kieran. Like, we know exactly <laughs> what happened. We know Abella didn't shit herself. I'm like, you, Karen. I'm going to do that to you. Yeah. That would be <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's epic. 
but there's so many good performers. It's so hard to choose like a few. I know. And there's so many good ones for different days. Like maybe I'm in the mood for this person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of hate it. To be fair, I kind of hate it when people ask me that question mm-hmm. um, because there's so many people that I, I love, like so many models that I love yeah. working with. And I, I'm always going to leave somebody out that I, I like really adore. And then I'm going to feel bad when I'm like, oh, I should have said that person. Yeah, exactly. Is there anyone that you haven't worked with that you really want to work with? Um, recently it was Angela White, but I mm-hmm. just got to work with her. I'm How so, was that? Oh my gosh. She's so amazing. I don't think anybody has a bad scene with her. No. We actually amazing. joke that this podcast should be called I Love Angela White because anytime her name comes up, everyone's like, oh, I love her so much. Yes. I love her. Adriana Chechik I want to work with actually. I've she, actually never met her yet. We were she, in- well, you might be, you might meet her today. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but she's a great performer. She's an incredible performer. Yeah. Yeah, she's a lot of fun to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still close with your family at all? Uh, yeah. My dad actually knows what I do. Um, I think he found out through watching porn, which mm. is really awkward. But. Yeah. <laughs> That's not that's he, not the best way to find no, out. But he's so supportive. He was like, "You're up for awards. I'm so fucking proud of you." Like, that's amazing. Yeah. So he gets it. That's he's, hard. And he's like, "Can I let me know if you have any friends who are single?" I'm like, "No, Dad. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not your pimp." Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. But yeah, so he just loves what I do. He follows my Instagram. He obviously doesn't watch my porn. That'd be a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he keeps up with like what I do. So yeah. And then my mom is super religious. Very, very religious. So wow. She's, yeah, she doesn't know yet, so it's a secret. She doesn't know yet. <laughs> no. She thinks I'm in college, like, doing bottle service. She's so she's so religious. I told her I was doing bottle service, and she said, you're going to hell. <laughs> wow. So we, I see her, like, once a year. I'm not as close with her as I am my dad. Yeah. Like, I just, like, open-minded, yeah. you know, people, so. <laughs> so did you grow up, like, in a religious house? It sounds like your oh, dad's yeah. not that religious. No, he had, like, a marijuana farm. That's why they got divorced. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, it's, they sound like very different people. Yeah. <laughs> It was meant to happen. They needed. But yeah, I grew up going to church and everything and going to like Bible school. And mm-hmm. I, I was in a, what is it called? Baptist school. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely the, the rebel there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, um, how, what's your views on like spirituality and God now? Now it's really, mm, so I don't go to church myself. Like I don't mm-hmm. really think I need to do that, mm-hmm. but I still believe in some kind of higher power. Like if I have to say, I believe in God, that's fine. I just believe in something's out there. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think we just kind of magically poofed on this earth mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the planets. So I don't know. We'll see. That's what, uh, that's my worst fear. Death is my worst fear. Oh my God. Same. I'm I just like, had a long conversation with Corey Chase, actually, um, yeah. who I interviewed before you. And we had this long talk about death and she's like, cool with it and I'm like terrified of it. Oh, it's so scary. I'm like, am I going to be burning for an eternity? I'm like, dad, like if you go to heaven, just throw me a ladder. I'll come up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen. And then there's also like people who believe in um, like reincarnation and Mm -hmm. things like that. So it's like, what am I going to come back as? So I treat everyone really nicely. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) So do you, I mean, do you believe in like one or the other or are you just kind of like any of these things could be true? Yeah. I don't, and I'm very like open to mm-hmm. learning about other people's religion. I mm-hmm. just don't have like a specific one that I th- I would say I believe in. I just believe something's out there, and I believe in good karma. <laughs> do you believe? So, do you believe in life after death? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I guess so. I'm scared. <laughs> I know I am too. But we'll see. I'm just like I think if you just 
do like be nice on this yeah. earth and we'll see what happens next. You know, yeah. all you can do is be a good person. <laughs> I agree with you. I think yeah. that all you can do is, yeah. I mean, karma I think is, and also too, I think that you manifest, like you manifest what you bring into your life. Just yeah. the energy that you put out there, like exactly. brings you back. Oh, I believe in that this, so much. A very similar energy. And, you know, on like its most basic level, you know, if you're a positive person, you attract positive people into your life because people like to be around that kind of energy. And yeah. if you're negative, then you tend to repel like positive exactly. people. And that's what I like to surround myself with. Like if I notice someone's like a leech in a way, they mm-hmm. kind of like drain you. I don't want to be around those people. Like I'll work with them, but that's not someone who I would go hang out with on my free time, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's good to be aware of yeah. people and what kind of energy they give you. Yeah. Are you good at setting boundaries? I am actually. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm not scared to say no to plans or going mm-hmm. out and partying. Like I need, I'm a grandma. I have to be in bed by eight or yeah. I'm going to be a jerk the next day. I'm the same. <laughs> yeah. How old are you? I'm 25. Wow. <laughs> to have your shit together like that at 25. That's pretty remarkable. Oh, thank you. I mean, I did not have my shit together. It at doesn't 25. feel like I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it looks like that. <laughs> as long as I can fake it. <laughs> so what do you do in your free time? Oh my gosh. I feel like I don't really, I I love my job. So I just love to shoot content. I'm always collabing, doing photo shoots, um, always going out to dinner with friends. Like I just love chill vibes. So I like to go to dinner once a week, like Kenzie and is going to come over. We're going to do a live show and Mm -hmm. go to dinner, things like that. I'm very boring outside of porn, (laughs) but I like it that way. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to feel like I'm working all the time though. Like I want my work to be fun. Yeah. So do you have a hard time like creating that balance between work and your personal sure. life? That's my I feel yeah. like everybody does these days. I do. I've had friends who are like, hey, I miss you. Like, don't forget to make time for, you know, yourself and people that you actually love. So I'm learning to find that balance. Like if I need to take a day off on my calendar, that's one thing I struggled with my first year. I was like, I can't miss an opportunity. I need to be booked. Like I can't take one single day off. And now I'm like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like people will, if they really want to book you, they'll find another date. Like mm-hmm. you can take a day off for you like once a week or something. Yeah. Well, especially with what you do for a living, because I mean, having sex a lot is, is hard on your body. Oh yeah. It affects my, like I try to date while mm-hmm. I'm in the industry and it affects my personal relationships too. Yeah. Like my sex drive is just lower because I'm always overbooked sometimes. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, you have to learn to be able to take time off for yourself and the people in your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How is dating for you? Hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be more open. Like I've dated a couple. Um, so like a man and woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dated people. So who you were in a thruple. Yeah. A thruple. Oh, yeah. So much fun. I've dated like um, athletes, like things, people I wouldn't date normally before porn. I'm just trying to be more open to different lifestyles and mm-hmm. see what works. So far, I'm still a lover girl. Like I just... I get jealous really easy. Mm. So it's hard for me to date a performer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But then how is that? It's like not fair, right? No. Yeah. I'm doing it. I know. And I, I don't know. And then I don't want to be the girl. I mean, there's plenty of people who do it, but I don't want to be the girl who says like, I'm only going to do girl, girl now mm-hmm. because my boyfriend isn't okay with what I do. Like I'd never want that to happen. Right. So I'm learning to find people who are more open-minded and are in my industry, but maybe they're not performers. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. The only person that I ever dated in the industry was not a performer. Yeah. He was a journalist. So Okay. 
But he got, he understood yeah. the assignment. <laughs> like, yeah, but also, doing? like, I don't perform, so it didn't really. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, dating has not been hard it. for me. Yeah, true. I mean, as a as a woman, like, so, um, like, one of my really good friends is Mike Quasar, the director. Okay. And he Love has a hard him. time dating women because yeah. he's a guy, and then, and he's around a lot of hot, naked women. And so, oh. like, there's that jealousy issue. Yeah. Whereas guys are like, oh, you're around a lot of hot, naked women. Like, that's cool, you yeah. know, for me. So, like, I don't generally have that problem. Okay, I see. Yeah. yeah. I think of it right now as it's not something serious. Like, if I'm going to date, it's, like, a fun moment for me mm-hmm. while I'm doing what I do. It's just, like, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. Long distance is great. Mm. I get to focus on my career and then take a few days off to go spend time with, like, my person, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning. <laughs> do you want to, like, get married and have a family in your future? Oh, for sure. Way later. <laughs> Way later. Yeah, you got really time. I mean, I had my first kid at – my first kid, my only kid, at like how old was I? Like forty one or something. Oh wow! Like how old are they now? Um, she's gonna be two in a couple of weeks. Oh, cute. So See, that would be great. I'll yeah. wait until I'm like yeah. forty. You can wait. It's people always. I mean, I was terrified. It's so funny because I look back now. So I split up with my first husband when I was like 34. Mm -hmm. And I just remember it took me a while to get out of that relationship for multiple reasons. But one of them was like, I was so terrified that I would be undateable at like 34. I'd be too old. Nobody would want me, especially in LA where everybody's so young. And I would, by the time I met somebody, dated them for long enough that like I wanted to be with them and then, you know, had kids, like I, it would be too late. Yeah. And it's just funny because I'm 44 now and yeah. I look back like that was 10 years ago and like I was so dumb. Yeah. Like, right. OK. Like it I'm all that, worked out. Yeah, it will. Yeah, that's true. You can't and you can't force things like just let things unfold, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially if you believe that, you know, what you put out into the universe and what you manifest is what you get back. I needed to wait until I was the age at which I, which I met my current husband because like I had so much like personal shit that I had to oh, sort out and again? deal with. We've been together for six years and I'm 44. So yeah, I was 38 when I met him. 38 my year. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got time. You've got so much time. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kill it for yeah. little fun, fun relationships for now. <laughs> yeah. And I also found too, that for me, it was like, once I was at the point that I felt comfortable being single and oh, comfortable yeah. with the possibility of being single for the rest of my life, yeah. that was when the right person walked into my life. Oh, there you go. You know, Good to know. Cause I feel like a lot of times people, I don't know the way that I look at relationships now, I think yeah. before I looked at it, you know, it's the, the whole like Disney princess syndrome. You're not oh, yeah. complete until you find your other half. Like mm-hmm. the whole, like you complete me from that yeah. fucking movie with Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger or whatever the fuck it is. I forgot what it's called. So fake. Um, but like for me, I had everything going in my life that was great. And then my husband just was like, he, I didn't need to be completed. Like I yeah. was complete, but then he was this additional bonus. Exactly. I don't know in my life that yeah. I treasure so much. And the, I think the difference is now is that if we split up, I would be devastated because I love him so much and like we get along great, but I would like, I know I'd be okay. Yeah. Like I would make it through Mm -hmm. and I could continue on and I would be all right. And I think living with that, that sense of confidence and that feeling I think is so different than the idea of like, I can't live without this person. Yeah. You need to have some sort of independence and self-love there for sure. You can't rely on someone else to give you that. Right. And then I think that that also sets you up as a better partner too, because you don't rely on that one person for everything in your life. Oh 
Yeah, that's you true know? too. They should just be like a, your best friend, like a teammate. <laughs> yeah. And I also, it was interesting. I had did a podcast with Tristan Terramino, who's like a sex, um, sex wellness expert and like educator. And she said some things that really resonated with me. She says that if the problem with, cause she's into, she's in a relationship, I, but she's done like, I don't know if she's polyamorous now, but she, she definitely has dabbled in that. I think she is. Tristan, sorry if I'm miss, miss relationshipping you, whatever <laughs> that word is. But she brought us some really good points and she's like, you know, the problem is, is that we look for everything in our partner, that they yeah. have to support us in everything. They have to support us sexually. They have to support us like emotionally. They have to support us like intellectually. They have to support like all of the things that we need in somebody. We put all of that on one person. And sometimes that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. And not, and usually one person cannot fulfill all of those obligations for you because yeah. we're one person and we don't like, we can't check exactly. all of those boxes Just be whole on your own. And then yeah. Like you said, or the bonus. <laughs> yeah. Or find those things that you need in somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, like have multiple and not necessarily multiple romantic relationships, but yeah. like, you know, your emotional needs maybe are better met by your best friend. I don't know, like something agree, like that. Yeah. And I, I think too, when you're, a, when you're in a relationship, it's really important to keep your friends close. Cause some people will kind of Mm-hmm. put their friends on the back burner, but you don't, there's some things you don't need to vent to your spouse about. Like, that's yeah. why you should have your girlfriends or, you know, just your friends in general. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. It's like kind of keeping, having like a community of people where everybody serves like some need that you have in some exactly. way or another. So you're not putting everything on one person. Yeah. I agree with that. Cause then you're always, you're ultimately, you're always going to be like disappointed. Right. Mm-hmm. Because like we can't be everything to everyone. Exactly. So yeah, just be whole on your own. Yeah. And everyone else in your life is a plus. <laughs> yeah. I also think it's like indicative of like our culture these days too, where we, I don't know, like, do you feel like with social media and the internet and phones and everything that we become less connected as a community? Oh my gosh. Yes. I, that's one thing when I'm dating, I will not bring my phone out like for the entire night. Mm. I think it's so rude, especially yeah. just out with friends, like just, you you don't know anything could happen. You don't know if it's the last time you're going to see someone or mm-hmm. you just want to be there 100%. But I agree with that. Like technology is kind of ruining our face-to-face time with people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is why when we were talking before this podcast, I was like, that's why I love this podcast. Cause it's yeah. like one time that you sit down with somebody for an extended period of time and you just talk. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't like check your phone yeah. and all of those things. I forgot about my phone. Yeah, I didn't just because it's right there and it has a nifty HRU sticker on it, which, by the way, if you join my Patreon, you will get one of these for free in the mail. Ooh, Just saying, fits on the back of your phone really nicely. I love it. (laughs) Um, So uh, what are your goals in the industry? Oh, you know, I always get this question and my same answer is I don't like, I'm just kind of a very go with the flow person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just seeing where my career kind of takes me. Um, maybe that's the wrong answer, but maybe I'll find out later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't really have specific goals. Like I don't, my goal is not to become female performer of the year. I don't want to, there's not certain people I'm waiting to work with and then I'll get out of the industry. Like I'm just enjoying my time in and mm-hmm. seeing where it takes me. Yeah. yeah. And there's no like time stamp some people are like oh I'm gonna do three years and then I'm done like I'm getting out I'm just kind of like when I'm feel like I'm ready maybe I'll stop but for now I'm just enjoying it 
That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's good too, to just kind of, I mean, clearly you're business oriented. You yeah. see this, you know, as a serious career and you just kind of one foot in front of the other. Cause we can, I mean, we all love to make plans, but like, yeah. Life, and life laughs at plans. Yeah. Like you never know what could happen. So like I said, my goal is just to keep going and keep being nice to people and getting good bookings. And yeah. <laughs> do you, what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't in porn? Um, oh my gosh. I wanted to be a newscaster so bad. I just wanted my makeup and hair done and to be on camera. And now I get that. It's perfect. So that's, that's, yeah. Oh my God. I (laughs) I just love love being in front of the camera. Um, but yeah, so it worked out. I have my dream job. Have you always been that way? Have you always loved being in front of the camera? Yeah. I went to like film school and high school and stuff and it was fun. I just skipped a lot of it, so I didn't learn a lot. I mean, you were at the beach. You yeah. lived in Hawaii. Yeah, you know? best life. You're only going to be young once yeah. living on the beach in Hawaii. You can have the rest of your life to chain yourself to, yeah. you know, the everyday exactly. grind. But anything with TV and just performing, that's what I love. So, yeah. Do you ever have any inclinations of working behind the camera? Is there ever anything else that you want to do, like – like directing ever, yeah, directing or, or producing. Maybe or that's why styling. I do. That's why I love um, collabs because mm-hmm. I like to like choose who I want to be in the video and what kind of outfits we're gonna wear together, what the scenario is, the background. I love doing all that. So maybe directing would be amazing. But for now, I'm happy with performing. I just love to be in front of the camera. Yeah, it is fun though to like set up your own scenes. Mm-hmm. So I've been enjoying that. Yeah, I mean, the ability to make your own content these days, which is Amazing. something that performers generally didn't yeah. have. I don't know what it was like before OnlyFans. Like, was, the adult industry, I have no idea. It was not the same. I can't imagine. I can't <laughs> it was not imagine. the same. Yeah. It's so different now. It's actually now is really the best time to be a performer. You oh, have so sure. much more agency over your career, and you're yeah. making more money. And the OnlyFans girls right now are killing it. The ones who aren't with an agency, yeah. they are, like, they know how to – like we just talked about, put themselves out there mm-hmm. with PR and everything. Podcasts have changed the game. Mm-hmm. So people who don't even shoot adult, like professional adult porn are killing it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer doing content for your OnlyFans or for big studios or is it just I, different? I think I love both because I love to be on set and meet mm-hmm. new, new people. It's hard to do that through Instagram, like mm-hmm. DMing people and stuff. But um so I love both. Like, I don't think I'll ever stop either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good mix, but I'm learning to like make time for both of them. So I'm not like shooting scenes every single day. Like I was in the beginning. I'm like more picky now, Yeah, <laughs> but it's good. Like quality over quantity. That's what yeah. I think. So what are some of your favorite brands to shoot for? Oh my gosh. I can say that on here. Like the brand names. Yeah, of course. Companies. Oh, I love browsers. That is my favorite of all time. I just love, it's fun. It's always something different. Mm-hmm. It's not like the same stepsister scene or mm-hmm. I can't even be a stepdaughter or stepsister. I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm usually yeah. a babe. <laughs> you're like in that middle range. I'm like a hot wife. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah. You're like the, you're too old, too young to but be you know, like, stepmom. Yeah. Too old to be stepdaughter. Their plots are just so wild. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, so browsers 100% and I love like the Vixen media group. Mm-hmm. They are so professional mm-hmm. and the scenes look like movies. Mm-hmm. Any companies who take it really seriously are the ones I mostly enjoy to work for. Yeah. What kinds of scenes are your favorites? Like, do you prefer the Gonzo No Dialogue or do you like the features with like a big script? Ooh, honestly, I guess it depends on the day. But I do love acting. So I like the long scripts. Those are good. And then I do love like 
the occasional jewel, jewel Jordan scenes where mm-hmm. you just get oiled up and just have great sex. Mm-hmm. So it's a good mix. Like I can't choose just one, you know, mm-hmm. that's when I think it'll get boring because I'll get too used to something. Yeah. <laughs> Are you good with like features and doing a lot of dialogue? Yeah, and stuff I like love that? it. I love the acting. It's really fun. Yeah. And I'm not bad at it. I'm actually really good. That's good. I pride myself on my acting. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we have to have sex after this? Oh. <laughs> That's great. That's a plus. <laughs> Do you have any particular favorite scenes to shoot, like girl-girl, boy-girl threesomes? Yeah. So I actually love boy-girl because I just love – I'm kind of selfish. Like I just want it all to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I'm starting to love boy-girl-girl because sharing with another girl is really, really hot. Mm-hmm. And it's like – kind of easier <laughs> yeah you don't have to take all do all the work yourself yeah it is so but it's way more fun I just love girls now like th- that's why I'll do OnlyFans lives and try to get a girl like once a month to come on I'm mm-hmm. starting to I think I'm bi we'll see okay <laughs> were you um ever with women before you did porn no I was okay. never yeah I remember okay. I went on to my first girl girl scene and I acted like oh I've done this a million times like it was and- Sylvia Sage and oh, okay. My dream She's great. scene because, you know, I love like MILF porn. Yeah. So, yeah, I shot with her and I was like, you know, I'm a pro. I've done this so many times and she, it took so long. It was the longest day ever because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but she said I, I was good at eating pussy. So, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I've only been with a woman twice and both times they were in threesomes and they were forever ago. Oh, wow. I'm like no, actually not into women at all. I'm very straight. Okay. I only like guys. But like my greatest fear is that like if I ever tried to, play on the other team is that I'd be really bad at at eating. Oh no, you can fake it. It's fine. Fake it till you make it. I know, but like <laughs> I just feel you know I feel so judged. Because oh, yeah. like we always talk about like it's so much better good when, at, when you're good though. Who's yeah. good at eating pussy and who isn't? Oh yeah. And I'd be so terrified. I'm like, what if I'm really bad at it? Oh no. It'd be so embarrassing. Be great. <laughs> but even dating women, like it's been I've tried it with the when I dated a mm-hmm. couple. I can't mentally bring myself to that place. Like, I can have sex with them, but I can't build a relationship with a woman. I don't know why. So, I mean, it makes sense. You yeah. know, like, your people are attracted to and they vibe with, like, who they vibe with. So, exactly. Yeah. If you're more like you tend to do better with relationships with men. Yeah. So, I think I'm more bi in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. 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 You just like to play. Yeah. I love that to play. That makes sense. <laughs> well, Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It's such a pleasure getting I had to so know much you. Fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Can you tell everybody where they can find you online? Yes, you guys can find me on my website, KayleeGunnerFans.com, for all my links. Perfect. Yes. And you guys can find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. Of course, if you want to support this podcast and watch these interviews live, go to patreon.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Make sure that you like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube so you don't miss a single update. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and I will see you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my show and want to support it, I ask that you take the time to rate and review my podcast. Now, if you're not sure how to do that, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU, and you'll automatically be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports, and then be led to the place where you can rate my show. Five stars, of course, and leave your glowing review. Okay, it doesn't have to be glowing, but you know, say something nice. You can also financially support this show through my Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered, where you get so many perks for your support. 
things such as early releases and live recordings of my interviews, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, autographed copies of my photography books, free access to my private Snapchat and not safe for work website, hollyrandall.com, and my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life. Also, join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash hollyrandall unfiltered, and you can watch the video versions of these interviews at youtube.com slash hollyrandall unfiltered. Oh, and of course, sign up for my newsletter at hollyrandallunfiltered.com and get all the info on upcoming guests and special projects. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting my podcast in whatever way that you can. <laughs>